Episode number 204 of Final Boss TV. Today, we're talking about the Unholy Death Knight, and my name is Adam K.A.K. Bay. And have you had a happy holidays so far? Hope you have. It is now officially December 1st. Thanksgiving is past. Now you may put up your holiday lights. If you put them up two weeks ago, like my division did, my subdivision did, it wasn't even Thanksgiving yet. All right. Christmas lights, holiday lights, whatever you want to, they can go up now, but it's fine. However, Black Friday was upon us. Some deals are going over the weekend, of course. Cyber Monday is tomorrow, as we're currently sitting here. If you're watching this on YouTube, then Cyber Monday is today, depending on where you are in the world. But a big way you can help support the show, the stream, everything in between. I'm wearing one of the Fabelina designs. This is the little Arthas and Cindy, the little Lich King. These, it's actually a huge deal right now happening over on Designed by Humans. I just saw this, got the email yesterday. Entire store is 30% off. And there is free shipping. I know the top bar has it. You can't see it on my cutoff here. Free worldwide shipping if you do $50 or more on apparel. So all the different designs you have on the Final Boss TV Designed by Humans store. All the different Fabelina layouts, Tutron designs. If you click on the design, then it takes you to where you can customize it, put it on whatever you would like, sweatshirt, hoodie, tank top, baseball tee, you name it. No V-necks yet though, unfortunately. I'm still working on that. Got some more products on the horizon and patrons are going to get something special this year, but that is currently going on right now. And again, of course, big shout out to those that are supporting the show, the stream and everything in between directly over on the show's Patreon page. So you get some behind-the-scenes notes. You get those BTS podcasts. You'll be getting your holiday cards. And those that have been sitting around for long enough, you're going to get a Final Boss TV crew t-shirt with the new logo on it, new vector logo, and just the word crew on the back. It's one of those black shirts that sort of work in like theater or the film industry. If you work crew or behind the scenes, normally you wear all black, but you're getting a black crew t-shirt for Final Boss TV. They are coming back. It must be for patrons. We already have your information. We've already sent messages. So if you are at the appropriate tiers, check your Patreon inboxes. And if not, then maybe next year. But links for all that stuff is down below. But today, Unholy Death Knight, as it says right there, bottom of the screen. We talked about Frost about four months ago, I believe, and uh, the man, the myth, the legend, who will literally talk through the entire show if I don't let him. Biceps, welcome back, sir. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Do you have Do you have enough stuff to talk about today? Can you fit it all into roughly a hundred minutes? You know, I don't feel like you know it's gonna be ten minutes, something like that. I wouldn't. I don't feel like I'm say that much usually. Oh, okay. You don't. All right. So we'll, we'll hold you to that. So okay. mark this man at 10 minutes of conversation only. Joining yes. you today, unfortunately, two off-camera boys. First up, Tizo, you're bringing all the math, correct? Right? You're, you're all, you know everything, and you're here to keep bicep in line, right? Uh, some math, some math. Uh, some math. My bicep's still good about that. But uh, yeah, good to be here. 
And the, I guess the guinea pig or the dirty flavor of the month re-roller. Why is Sistara on the show again? Hello, sir. Oh, you know, I, uh, just bring in the rating perspective, mythic plus perspective. Hopefully mm. we'll see. Oh yeah. You played in something called like the mythic dungeon, uh, international. Is that something important? We'll, we'll use the term played very loosely. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Wait. Well, we'll unpack that right now. That's for a different show. But we have a lot of unholy Death Knight stuff to get to today as the uh, the, the Ketsu Kex come into chat. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So the first half of the show, first big chunk here, is titled, but I will imagine I will name it on YouTube. So what the heck is quadratic scaling? And we'll get to that. That's like the buzz phrase that comes up about Unholy Deathlight whenever it gets brought up. But I'm going to go back to Sistara on this one real quick. If you want to give opening shout outs, what the heck do you do on the internet? What do you dabble in, sir? Who the heck are you? Why should we listen to what anything you have to say? Defend uh, your yeah. MDI stuff if you want. Yeah, so I'm Sistara, uh, currently a Raider in Vodka, uh, which is, you know, top US guild. Uh, outside of that, I do. Hi Mythic Plus have competed in MDI twice. We won uh, NA in the first one, second one disqualified. Third one we got fourth in the West, I think. So mm. in all three cups. So I mean you said yeah. you said play loosely, but you've got some ranks. The disqualification is obviously unfortunate, but there's only been three with a fourth one brewing, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just uh kind of say play loosely just because you always have room to improve right so got to give yourself some uh, motivation now do you future sight do you think you'll actually be playing on holy for the next mdi with the new corrupted ethics and not as much prevalence on aoeing those bosses are all single target unless you just skip all four of them and bring them all to the boss at the end i don't know uh yeah i mean there's definitely room for it i i think especially like next season I, I definitely think you'll be skipping quite a few pillars to like bring them into the end boss and just kind of play it like that way, just because it's more time efficient. Okay. Um, which Unholy could definitely see some play uh, there. But I mean, as long as Bursting Swords exists, I think Unholy will always have a place in Mythic Plus. Fair enough. Tizo, how about you, sir? What do you dabble in when it comes to the worlds of Warcraft? How have you been part of said dabbling? Um, so I, I started in Legion, or started raiding in Legion, sorry. Uh, so I'm, I'm relatively newer to the raiding scene, but uh, I'm currently a raider in Death Jesters um, on Storm Rage. And, you know, I'm more, I'm more casual Mythic Plus. I dabble in some, like, 15s or so. Um, do some PvP, which is uh, can be rage-inducing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, yeah. Uh, outside, of, outside of raiding, I'm more casual i have a lot of alts a lot of alts that i i keep up for seemingly no apparent reason but uh yeah how many of those alts have full tier three essences and level 70 necks though uh, full tier three only two um 70 neck i have three i plan on getting four and five soon so Ooh. uh <laughs> well yeah what wow <laughs> i mean i commend you sir that's that's impressive did you see did you see Roger's tweet about how he has all tier four essences on his hunter? Yeah, that's disgusting. Also, please give my DK one of the one of the essences from the Paragon bags. I still have not gotten one. Uh on any character. So like yeah, please I think I'm at like you. 
33 boxes opened with no essence or something like that yeah it's it's Aww. it's ridiculous Oof. and biceps take us out How, what, what do you do what do you dabble in in the world of warcraft how long have you been part of said dabbling uh i feel like i do quite a lot of theo crafting i do uh guide writing for wowhead i've done that since the uh, pre-patch of bfa before that i started doing quite a lot of theo crafting back in legion with the dark arbor and those breakpoints and all that and that kind of got me into it which then kept going i discuss a lot of things with zoe talk a lot with you as well we test things we try out new things we think about what might be better than other things yeah now this wowhead guide speaking of shout out to wowhead's new design by the way if you haven't poked wowhead in a little while high five to ketsu and everyone over there at wowhead the new design is quite good but uh you wrote all of this so all of this is yours. No one else helped you, That's or do you correct. have any? Oh, really? I was gonna say, do you have some shout outs you want to give out there to anyone else that helps you make all this stuff and figure all this stuff out? Uh, so, as I mentioned, I discuss a lot of things with you and so, and I also talk a lot with Melikas, who's kind of like the Sims simulation craft person of it. He implements uh, new interactions, he writes the code for the DK models so it actually works as it does in game. He also helps us out quite a lot when we want new. Uh, like, if you want to test something out, for instance, uh, pre-pulling army mm -hmm. at a different time interval, we can implement that kind of thing, and then you use that in simulation graph, and you can figure out new things. Yeah, I'm pulling up the FAQ here, just scrolling through that kind of stuff, like pre-pulling with army. There's a lot of prevalence of the double on-use trinket meta right now oh, for yeah. Unholy, so... so that was so annoying to figure out. Like, <laughs> I Yeah. Yeah, I, I got quite a good story about that because the, the Razor Coral was undersimming quite heavily for us. Oh, really? At least for Frost until we uh, fixed that in Simulation Craft. Yeah, what do we gain? Like 3.5k DPS just from that one change was, in Simcraft? Yeah. yeah. Adding think... adding all the trinkets in uh, both for Frost and Holy are, are terrible <laughs> as far as yeah. stuff goes. Why is that terrible to add that in? Like, what what's the... Because I'm I'm in a Discord group alone with a bunch of the Matthew boys behind, essentially enhancement and havoc and a few others. So I get mm -hmm. to see like they have a they have their giant thread blocks that they post now and then when they're updating things on patches or the beginning expansion was absolutely nutty. So what was the problem alone? Like Tizo, did you do you want to speak to that about what uh, why is? So, like to get something in sim like i i don't have like computer engineering background or anything so i'm like i could read and like write apl or like action priority lists um yeah. for stuff but as far as like getting something to behave in an action priority list like you want it to uh could be quite difficult at times and like a lot of conditions so like with font of power and razor coral you want those two to like overlap with frost uh, during like breaths and stuff or um, trying to see if font is going to be useful to like hold it for cooldowns for unholy or um, you know when to consume the crit stacks like what if you use vision miner that stuff um, it could like there's a lot of uh, testing that goes into it a lot of time okay and I guess that, that definitely brings me over to the, the first point here so with any of the spec shows that have multiple specs within the class we talk about. And obviously it was months ago. It was back in August, I believe we talked about Frosty K. So some of that will sort of pepper the show here. 
bicep just back me up on overall perception what have you guys sponged up in the discord community what are you seeing in game and how is sort of just their frost and our holy death knight like fitting in right now we're on the the cusp of the whispers of nazoth patch so what is changing yeah. how are you guys doing right now going into that I feel like the general consensus is that Frost is quite alright in the raid, especially for the last couple of bosses. It performs really nicely. Uh, generally, people don't think that Frost is very good in Mythic Plus, even though it is. Generally, people might not think Unholy is good. Like, it, it starts getting better. People start understanding how actually powerful Unholy can be. But it's not like you would see the average Joe being like, ooh, Unholy, let's bring him in. Uh, at least not from... I haven't played in a while, so... Uh, I feel like generally, as I've, I've said this in the previous one, that people overestimate how good and how bad things are. Generally, <laughs> everything is viable in the context that people play in. There's like very few people that actually get affected by what they should play and what they should pick. Usually you can pick what you think is the most fun and you can play that. And if you're good at it, it's going to be completely fine. Yeah, I'm just pulling over here. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm just pulling up. Warcraft logs to like bounce around. I brought Mythic as first. Yeah. I think Frost is better at the top end and Unholy's slightly below that. Um, but Unholy is more popular. So that kind of drags it down a little. But I honestly it's think true, this is yeah. the closest Unholy and Frost have been since probably Antors. Yeah. I would yeah, say. I think if you exclude the last uh, two, three bosses, they uh, would be very similar. I'd say, honestly, only excluding Ashara. Um, All right. Yeah, I think Unholy Un, falls behind like, a Unholy can do, Yeah, Unholy could do really well on Zakul. Um and Queen's Court is a terrible boss for melee. Just delete it, please. <laughs> but uh I yeah, like I honestly Unholy could do really well outside of Ashara. And the only reason that Frost is better is you can like take the role of a rep Howden and delete yeah. those ads. Uh you know, you could be Narcolese or whatever. Narcolese, um, Narcolese. Or yeah. or you could like that second ad in phase three, you could literally solo it as a frost DK. Whereas like you could as unholy, but it would require you to use army there and like you don't have that again for the fight. So um, you know, yeah. like it, that's a that's that's a big loss for unholy. Yeah, well I mean the ads alone in P two for Frost, that's like I've had anywhere from a three mil hit, if more people hit it to a six point two mil hit if I'm doing it all myself. So, like, that amount of damage variant is insane, which can allow you to get really high parses seemingly randomly based on procs. Just kind of scrubbing through different mythic bosses here, looking around. It does... Obviously, we're seeing a different... Like, the, the median, or I suppose, like, Frost is always a bit higher. But overall numbers, uh, depending on boss so to boss... Yeah, if you look at damage done to bosses, um, right now, yeah. on a lot of bosses, yeah, they they are a bit closer. the The thing is that like unholy is like a very popular spec for DK, so um, the bottom end can kind of drag it down when a lot of the top end people are playing frost. Whereas like if they were to swap to unholy, I think you'd see those numbers jump up a little bit. Uh, so there's a lot yeah, of things it's... that go into rankings here. That you might yeah. not see at the first glance. It matters who plays the spec, right? For instance, now that Frost is popular in the high end, that will skew statistics, things like that. If the spec is easier, generally more popular, whereas the other one is actually better, that might you know switch things around. Hold up the uh, the 
I had Mythic up first, and Unholy was ahead by about 2,000 or so parses over the past two weeks. I pulled up Heroic now. Frost is at 28,000. Unholy's at 44,000. Yeah. So quite a bit more popular, like you're saying, which obviously the higher parses you're going to see, uh, there's going to be a bit more of a top to bottom. So it's going to pull those numbers apart to get more from those that are really performing well to those that are just sort of chugging along. So that's still a huge difference in, wow. Have a look at, uh, I'll show our mythic and look at the passes there and see what keep people play because I feel like that's going to be heavily it's, skewed it's, towards it's Frost. It's very heavily Frost. Like actual parses, we do have, yeah, where are we at here? Unholy has 56, Frost is 312. Yeah. Quite yeah. a bit, but it'll be factor higher for Frost, yeah. Well, I know that we have even just in my guild, we have a Frost DK and a Havoc Demon Hunter that do the burst, or Frost uh, and yeah. a Red Pally that do the burst, those kind of things, so it's like two of those together. But yeah, you get the whole lining up there for sure. It just works, because there's no setup time for Unholy, which is going to be a part of the show here. We'll talk about that there's definitely a ramping in setup versus Unholy, versus Frost, like pop two cooldowns, bleh, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which, pretty much. Which we talked about on the Frost show those couple of months ago, which is actually kind of where you guys had issues with the whole cooldown, awkward desync stacking, but that was beta feedback, so we'll see how Shadowlands changes that. But So how are there any big shifts or potential highlights for patch 8.3 you guys are talking about or looking at, though? Biceps, just go back to you, because you might be digging into this stuff right now with, like, corrupted gear and the weapons, because obviously Unholy gets one big two-hander, Versus Frost, eventually going to be able to dual wield two corrupted weapons. I know that's 50 corruption, but yeah. once the cloak levels up enough and you're next... I honestly don't know that much about Unholy. I know that there might be a switch to bots doing uh, Vision as a uh, oh? uh, Azerite Essence. I know that yeah. there's a... Uh, Frost is more interesting because there's like... We figure out there might be a meme build where you simply just spam Frost Scythe. Oh no. But it's quite funny because uh, Frostscythe scales a lot with crit. So if you do a crit heavy build, especially now that we might you know, run Ice Cap, uh -huh. uh, especially with the crit damage, uh, as crit damage corrupted stuff, you know, it might actually be better. Just how it scales. We'll see how it goes because we haven't really been able to test uh, lots of corrupted stuff yet. Well, one of the other things to take into account too is that... Um... They they have that ten extra idol levels on the last two bosses' gear, and Unholy actually has Bis Azerite from those oh, bosses, yeah. whereas Frost does not have Bis uh, traits in any of the Azerite from Nihilotha. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Hmm. And also, the Unholy weapon comes from uh, those last bosses, so that the item level of that weapon is a little bit higher. Uh, but yeah, I do think that Vision. At least in single target, is going to be become the go-to major uh, instead of Kinnan's Life Force, just because of the nerf. That was a pretty yeah. hefty nerf. Do you think that they're gonna also change? Like, we're gonna see more of a movement towards Army of the Damned as well? Uh, I don't know. Like, possibly. Unholy Frenzy is so good. Yeah. Like, it is. It's good it's a bit in weird. both single target and AOE. There's an interesting thing because uh, generally, Unholy Frenzy is really good with vision because that makes it align properly with Apocalypse. So, like, you don't lose that usual thing where you need to save Unholy Frenzy for Apocalypse. But since the Astrodot Neck is gaining more levels, 
it would actually desync it further because Apocalypse will be so low cooldown that you know have to wait with Apocalypse a little bit. So it's a bit weird. It's not necessarily so that Army of the Damned scales nicely with Vision because uh, Another Frenzy actually synergizes as well with it. Yeah, I think... Also, um... Oh, go ahead. You also run into the problem too where Army of the Damned, the more you have to play off-boss, like if you have any downside in the fight, Army of the Damned Worse. Correct. Yeah, and, and we know like Army of the Damned is very influenced by kill time. Like if you if you just get that second army off, that's a huge yeah. like increase compared to Unholy Frenzy. Whereas like if you're gonna be almost getting a third but you're not getting it, then that's a pretty big loss as well. So it, it's a, it's heavily influenced by fight time. Yes, that's the weird part about when you look at progression, though, is because some of these encounters might be bangers. Right, I know that early. I don't know, Sistar. Did you do Carapace in his off testing? Like the ten plus minute Shaw of Fear flashbacks were coming back from when I was watching Jack or Sluty do streaming yep. testing. I was like, okay. Oh, oh yeah, but I mean, it looks like it looks like such a good fight, but. Um, well, Carapace yeah. does it's, Nizoth. Yeah. Car oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I think Carapace is the better boss overall. Yeah. But I'm saying but longer fights. You get more your oh, major yeah. cooldown off. That's why. Yeah. Well, especially like once you get into long, like long term fight, like ten plus minute fights with like Army of the Damned, you're looking at like three, four armies, and like if yeah. that can sync up yeah. with burst windows for like boss phases and things like it can. I mean, yeah. there's definitely use for it, and we're definitely going to see change ups going into eight point three for DK. It's just a matter of. I almost think it'll be fight by fight dependent as to whether you'll want to play boss run holy. I agree with that. Now. To play unholy fight by fight. But this raid looks very blood decay forward. So how many of you are gonna be forced to play Blood Death Knight as that third tank or swing tank though? Because that's definitely I, hmm? Hmm? I think you'll only see blood decay on like two fights, I would I would only imagine. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, th I think there's so like you drip is only that much better on two spites specific specifically, excuse me. Um, and they're so far behind mitigation from Brewmasters or even Prot Warriors or basically every other tank. Like their physical mitigation is just so abysmal that it's not worth bringing. I think um, there is like a ton of magic damage, which does hurt a class like Prot Warrior, but the overall tank balance seems to be pretty even. Um, like Vengeance is getting. They they can run Vision Major to be extremely tanky, and like Visions is getting buffed, whereas it's terrible for blood. Um, but it like, I don't know. I think uh, you might see blood, but I would expect not every, not frequently. Because um, like on the Hive Mind was like one example where I was like, okay, I'm gonna be third tank here. Um, but you could yeah, just have conflict. the raids. Yeah, you could just um, have the raids stack, and they. Like they fixate in, so you don't really need a grip. Um, so it, I don't know. I, I, I'm not completely convinced about blood yet. That's the it, different. It it's, up... Oh, it's just different opinion I've heard from either what, hearing it from streams or like Mike Preach just made his video the other day about his all of his testing coagulated into one place, and he was giving blood huge praise, and he was sort of echoing what my vengeance demon hunter guest just said. Few weeks back about how vengeance might also see a big jump in 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 a second to third tank priority but mike was saying that 
two, three blood decays could cover certain fights if Gorfiends is like the big deal. But that depends. Everyone, all different guilds are going to see different things. Like you both just said, you've seen different things. What's the star you had? Something. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, it all just kind of circles back to the to the kind of argument that we've been making, which kind of ties in later to the show, giving DPS DKs Gorfiends back, and then you don't have to have all of us respect blood for every fight that requires a grip. Oh no! This car is it. Yeah. Gorfiend. <laughs> what's going? On? Just oh, yeah. give it back. Like, just give it please. back. Well, so that that brings me to Sistar, I'm going back to you on this one because you may be the the reigning DK old man in this discussion. Is going back through the roots of the Death Knight, and it's going to change. You guys are getting a new starting experience soon because you're going to get your your actual new Lich Kingy boy, not Lich King anymore. Spoilers, Shadowlands. Uh, mm -hmm. scenario, but that's supposed to take place before the cinematic that starts with Shadowlands, and so it's been since Wrath, you had this original situation, started at level 55, right, leveled through that whole thing, basically get plooped out, almost level 60, that's gonna change in Shadowlands, restructuring of how the leveling is gonna go, I think you'll start at like 20 or something, depending on how they confirm that or not, but Wrath, to Cataclysm, to Mist of Pandaria, to Warlords, to Legion, to Battle for Azeroth, soon to be Shadowlands, the first hero class of two, I guess, in World of Warcraft's history. How do you think the dev journey of the Death Knight is gone? So, are there things that you're doing right now in BFA that are working out well? Like the wound quality of life stuff? Do you miss the old rune system? Give me your sort of breadcrumb thoughts on the journey of the Death Knight. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> I think DK has been overall pretty good as a as a journey like as a whole there's been quite a few variations of uh all the specs really that have existed that have been extremely fun to play looking back to things like armor pen frost in icc uh, master frost uh you had two-handed frost you had um arbiter unholy in legion you had breath of Cindergosa unholy in warlords of draenor you had breath of Cindergosa blood in warlords of draenor like you had these periods that were just extremely fun to play um as a dk you had nighthold frost uh well legion frost in general was just extremely fun to play but overall it's been extremely fun through basically every expansion up until now i would say where this is probably the most boring or most figured out form of dk that has existed basically ever i would say other than like machine gun frost maybe which is just dead simple yeah. um the wound system I've had mixed feelings about on AoE. It works pretty well, I think, uh, with burst sores and IC and things like that. On single target, it just seems kind of like filler. Um, so I'd like to see mm -hmm. changes to that, um, maybe more of a, a change back to Arbiter, um, like it was in Legion. Um, and then the old rune system, I would I would prefer, honestly. Uh, the current one, I mean, it, it works, and it, it's, it feels smoother from an average player standpoint, but it kind of removes a lot of the skill ceiling of a, the class in general, mm. um, which is something I liked in previous expansions. So I'd like to see a, kind of a return to that. Maybe not the full Frost Unholy Blood, but something similar to the Frost one that they had, which was two death, two Frost, and two Unholy. Right. Um, and you could kind of like play around that and game the rune system a little bit to generate which runes you wanted and things like that. I think that gave a lot to the spec. 
um, in, in like Cataclysm and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, the, that's the, the follow-up. I was going to throw this to, to Tizo, because you've only been playing for essentially just Legion, which was artifacts and legendaries and spec fantasy, right? And now Shadowlands would be back to like class fantasy, pulling some of that like... Because right now there are essentially 36 classes in World of Warcraft. I think Blizzard wants to tone that back a bit, but you've had a more shortened journey. So how does it feel when you went from Legion and all this stuff to BFA? Um, so I think the main mechanic of wounds, like in AoE, I really like it. Um, and it feels super powerful. Honestly, it's one of the better feelings um, out of any class that I currently play. It's like you feel like, okay, I have a ton of wounds out. I'm just about to like let's go. Uh, this trash pack's getting deleted. But in single target, the mechanic of wounds is more, I'm giving you a reason to press Festering Strike and Scorch Strike, uh, and no nothing else. Yeah. Whereas that's kind of what old runes did. Because um, I, like, I, I was like more casual back then, but I still enjoyed the mechanic of uh, there were different reasons to press Festering Strike and Scorch Strike rather than just applying a wound and basically having a extra resource that you have to keep track of, um, even though it's very static and boring on single target. Right. Uh, so I think maybe changing that a bit would be like welcome, uh, whether it's going back to the old rune system or something similar or maybe having a talent to where in AOE you get wounds so that you could just burst them um, or maybe making unholy more disease focused so that oh, yeah. like, festering strike increases the duration of their disease or something. I, like there, there are a lot of ideas that could work for unholy. Um, I just think that wounds could be improved uh, going forward. Okay. Yeah. That's the, that's the, like the little cliff notes I had here, and I guess then then Bicep, keep us going with that. Then, are there any major pieces of the past? Because you just said it and you were chanting it. What are the major pieces of the past then that you would love to see come back to either Unholy specifically or just the Death Knight kit in general? Um, I I feel like you know Gorfiend is an obvious one. I like that they're gonna bring back. I, maybe not the obvious. Mirrorball is also something which is like really nice. At least AMC. when it comes to utility. Yes, AMC coming back is lovely. Having mm -hmm. a raid call is always nice. I feel like, you know, generally being a disease-focused spec instead of being, you know, as it is in single target, some passive, you know, pets that you don't control spec would be very nice, you know. Generally, if we were a melee dot spec, it would bring a lot more value in a raid. You know, we know that all the dot classes are generally, they always have these fights where they pop off. If you were kind of like Legion, we were quite good as a actual dock spec. We had some power in our virulent play. And, you know, Necrotic play before that. That was really nice. I would love if that became more of a thing. You know, become that melee daughter. Well, that's something I would like to see returned. I think that was the sort of the, the point that came up during the Frost show at some point by saying Frost is very much just like chunk, chunk, chunk with, like, damage over time, right? With, like, Remorseless Winter, mm -hmm. Breath of Syndragosa. Not really a dot. You're, like, a walking AoE. But yeah, you, when you talk about dots like that, that makes it sound kind of Feral Druid-ish. And Feral Druid, as they talked about on their show, 
have a similar oh. issue with being a melee dot spec, but it doesn't really because they're combo point yeah. based. So that's the difference, I guess. I mean, more like a disease, like yeah, you know, we we can or we could spread dots nicely before when we had necrotic play, we could spread with blood blood dot boil, and now we can spread it, you know, passively with outbreak, as long as that is part of it, so that you know. I would like, you know, you apply a dot to target and then you can, you know, spread it to everything else. I love that mechanic. I don't know if you remember in Wild Ward, there was this dude where you got these hands that came up. And if you play it on holy, you could just, you know, stack off in the crowd plague, press blood boil, and you would just pop off, in, you know, insanely on that fight. And I love that feeling, you mm -hmm. know, building something up and then, you know, taking advantage of that, uh, spreading that in AoE. Okay. I like that. Yeah. There's also something in here. I opened with it, but I was maybe let me tease. You can. It's called. It's called the Dark Arbiter. Is that is that pronounced correctly? Dark Arbiter. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Um. So, that, well, it's a, it's the exact same mechanic as Summon Gargoyle is now, uh, where basically you dump as much runic power into, in that thirty second window now thirty seconds, um, as humanly possible. So you just spamming. Death Coil, if at all possible, or Epidemic, if it's an AoE. Uh, and just to get um, really beefy uh, casts that it does. Um, I think it's Gargoyle Strike. But right now, so they nerfed it quite heavily. They nerfed it in like three ways coming into BFA to where it used to be two minutes, 20 second duration. Um, and it was like 1% runic power is an increase in 1% of its DPS, whereas now uh, it's like three minute, 30 second duration, and every 2% runic power is 1% increase in DPS. So um, it's quite heavily nerfed. And also with the increase in melee damage coming into BFA, which is terrible, please, please change that for Unholy specifically. Um, you just, it doesn't do a lot of damage. like. That's a cooldown. That's a three-minute cooldown. Like you know, you could have Incarn or you could have, uh, you know, Infernal, where it's like, okay, you're gonna feel this. Whereas Gargoyle is like, yeah, it's there. It exists. It's like it deals a total five percent of your damage. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a lot. Whereas it feels like, like whereas nothing. in Legion it was twenty percent, like the the yeah. most damage you did with any ability by far. Yeah, yeah. it it it's kind of. A weird i have a lot of opinions on this subject because dark arbiter was very near and dear to my heart in legion but it, it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the changes that they made because you had artifact weapons going away um which the artifact weapon for unholy did so much for its kit it gave it double doom it gave it a lot of yes. shadow damage which buffed your mastery which buffed all of your main abilities with arbiter and then they take that away so that's naturally going to nerf arbiter as a talent and as an ability Correct. And then they nerfed Arbiter on top of that. So it just kind of went from being this very fun talent and spec to play with and play around to mm -hmm. something that's not even considered anymore. Well, if well, you they, think they removed on all the frenzy, they all on all the frenzy, which gave you yeah. more time. Yeah, to exactly. Which then yeah. You, you know, it gave you so much more DC procs. Um, yeah, but if you, think, I... if you think like on Ashara specifically, like that's a boss where it's like, oh, this is a frost fight. But if you had Unholy and you had like a Rep Howden and like a Destro Warlock to take care of the ads, then yeah, if, if you it had was the old... Arbiter as Unholy, it'd yeah, be so Tumen Arbiter, you could destroy that second ad and the boss. Like that would be insane. Um, and you would be very valuable in the fight. Whereas like now it's like, eh, okay, you're just going to well, use. And it, 
1.5 minutes that aren't very potent and uh, good yeah. luck. It would also fix the issue of the last phase, like phase four Ashara for Frost and for Unholy, the difference is so staggering. Like if, if you have a Frost DK and they get the buff, they can extend breath that entire 40 seconds with no cooldowns, right? Which is going to do a lot of damage. And if you were Unholy, you get that haste, which would increase your Arbiter hits. And then you also have unlimited resources, so you could spam Death Coils into it. And it would just oh, be insane. Be yeah. But now, like right now, Unholy doesn't have anywhere near that. Like you get the buff as Unholy and you're like, okay, I'm going to spam Scourge Strike with no wounds. Like, okay. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a bit of an underpin in this conversation across the board that it feels like some of the, some of the Unholy hopes you have is to not be so... Because right now, obviously, Mythic Plus and the AoE component of Unholy is ridiculous. And if you were yeah. here for the sort of the opening show banter before we went live, there's a lot of fun to play in that not only skill ceiling, but those moment-to-moment -moment gameplay moment with like tons of ridiculous AoE. But that's sort of what I remember having the same sort of problems with game balance back in Warlords when I played Enhancement as like the only thing I played back then with nothing splashed like I do now with Fire Nova. And Fire Nova is so fun. If if there was an encounter where I could AoE Fire Nova and spread my flame shocks, did tons of damage. If there wasn't, Imperator I was tank damage. So right, exactly. Well, Iliao basically got enhancement nerfed because we told Blizzard this is going to do bad things, and they saw what Iliao did for the first Mythic Cho'Gall kill, and they were like, oh. But that's the same kind of problem, I think, that you, you come to this place where if Blizzard gives a spec an identity that's very much unholies in this case, is super crazy cleave AoE focused. But then they really like gut your option to at least tweak your playstyle because they tried to smooth out Arbiter to Gargoyle. Like giving it yeah. longer cooldown, yeah. but like a little more ease of use and it lasts longer. But that's not burst. That's just rotational damage, really. Whereas Arbiter, which you, as Sistara just talked about, Arbiter was like, I'm going to hit this boss really hard right now. It's like current Fire Mage. Yeah. Yeah. Where outside of Arbiter, you did, you know, fairly minimal carry damage, like just a static amount of damage through sure. the fight until your Arbiter came up and then you spike again and then average out again. Yeah. But that's. I, I, yeah. It's, it's one of those problems where, like, all of the. I, I don't know any DK theory crafter that doesn't think Bursting Source needs to be changed. Like, we. It's obviously a problem in certain scenarios. I don't think you see that scenario as often as people would think you do. Um, but our, our kind of major concern, I think, would be getting it nerfed and just not getting anything in, um, like, That's anything right. for it. You know what I mean? Like, just the spec just, just gets nerfed and we don't get anything out of it. Yeah. I, ideally, I, I would think, or something I would prefer, is giving Bursting Swords, like, a target cap, changing to file with Army of the Damned, in that row, so swapping the talent rows and then buffing Arbiter, so that you can have a, a clear choice between AOE and single target, and you can do well at both. I think, well, a Defile would need a slight buff as well, but the Defile yeah. playstyle in Legion as an AOE playstyle worked very well, especially yeah. with a Legendary Helmet. So it's it's kind of I want to see more give and take, more choice between the two, and not necessarily just so overpowered in one, but being able to switch between the two. Okay. So that... The, the the back and forth on this discussion then, things that you're looking forward to having back, how about then things in the current iteration that could just totally go? 
I, I think it's actually kind of funny as the opening to this when I was doing all of my testing for all the specs that I do, going from one expansion to another expansion. I I nicknamed the all will serve little the the, the shambler, the little archer buddy, Rasputin. And it's funny, because I remember saying that he's gonna be the best talent. Lo and behold, it's like the only talent you take in that row, outside of maybe some infected claw splash. But this is the what do you think just be removed? I don't know who who has the first something should uh, be removed. Tizo? Well, so going down the talent row, I think Clang anything Shadows, in general, right? Yeah. yeah so I, I'm just gonna like go down the talent row, and then maybe I think Clang Shadows is uh, a bit odd. Like, there's no need to make unholy more range than what it is. Like. And even with like almost serve, the, your buddy is still shooting arrows from range. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're not in range, he's still going to shoot arrows. There's no really need for clawing shadows. Um, doesn't really fill. I still feel like it's quite a nice utility it, choice. It is, but at the same time, it's like, what do you really want that? Um, yeah. I don't know. I like. I could go either. Yeah, if, if our kit was more heavily skewed towards mastery for the single target, it might be the better choice. So I, I don't see I, it as a dead talent, I, per se. Yeah, I don't think it's a dead talent. I think if you switched it rows, like I think if it was in Harbinger's place and Harbinger was on row one and Kalong was on row six, that's fair. That's fair. Then I oh. think you could put together builds with like Defile and Kalong Shadows like you did in Legion and it would see some play. But I think where where it currently is, is it's just dead because between infected and all will serve, you have no place for it in in your play. Yeah. Um. And then unholy blight, like if it was actually strong, maybe. But it also fills the same role as even fever, where your disease is going to be doing more, and it's just bad. Yeah. Uh. There's Poor unholy blight. And it costs this a rune, was... and uh. It yeah. requires stuff to be super stacked up in mm -hmm. that window of every 45 seconds. And like, that's not going to happen. If you look at like Queen's Court, uh, you would want two diseases on both bosses, but that can't happen because, well, one, DK mobility uh, and getting to both spread bosses is not going to happen with that talent. So it's pretty, in my opinion, it's pretty dead. Okay. Yeah, it's a bit shame. Like, it would, be, would have been nice if it was the, you know, sporadic ads talent. You know, you get a couple ads once a minute or whatever, and then you know, use on Holy Blight because, yeah, you can do a lot more damage to those ads. But currently, you know, Ebon Fever does the same thing, and it still does more damage. Make Unholy Blight and play two. wounds. Well, it, that's the weird... I think I, I think it's this this kind of a conversation looking at talent design that is like this on multiple different classes or specs across the board. It's Ebon Fever is sort of the same thing that uh, Feral Druids have with... Their, okay. their bleeds ticking faster. Like, those kind of scaling talents are always going to see way more use than just a button you press. Yeah. At, like a higher end. And Unholy Blight used to be, like, the go-to when you talk about, like, the old Fester Blight combinations back in the day. It's like Warlord's time period, I want to say, where this talent carried builds. But I guess they would have wanted to get away from that. But again, it, this, this well, kind of a talent can't compare with just literally a damage hasting ability yeah and i think uh old blight was also just very different and not to mention the diseases were different and the way unholy did damage so yeah there's yeah, kind of a true. lot of mechanics playing into that yeah. um that make it not nearly as good as it used to be it's true but yeah anything else i mean you can keep going on this there's a lot of back and forth on on uh what you guys think should be 
Yeah, removed. I mean, un- Unholy Blight either needs to be removed or reworked entirely. It just doesn't okay. like it. It doesn't have a place. Um, yeah, it needs to get Rof- Yeah, row fifty-eight. I think they're all honestly good talents and very situational. Um, I've used all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. The only issue is death reach is pretty buggy sometimes. Like it doesn't, you don't always get the reset, and it's just killing blows in general. It's kind of a buggy mechanic in relation to talents. I know warriors have had similar issues throughout the expansion. Well, there's Um, there's, that that whole row is great. Does the community at large know there are two different determining factors that Blizzard has coded in for killing blows? Right. One is like the actual like hit that deals the kill, and then one is like if you've tagged it in the last X seconds. Or With whatever. like yeah, before it dies, because that's a warlock yeah. forgiveness window that they've built into certain effects. But you never know yeah. which effect okay. is the if you kill it and it dies for your hit. Yeah, your hit kills it is a killing blow. Duh, like PvP, you know, killing blows. That's yeah. the traditional one. But because of warlocks, I think because of mostly affliction and legion, they've made one now that if you've done damage to x mob within so many seconds of it dying that also counts as a killing blow even if you don't get the killing blow okay so. yeah um but i the death reach itself is on uh on the actual killing blow which is in my opinion not very great now if you had it resetting like on every if you've done damage to a target in the last one second then we would be getting you know, death grips so often. So, dude, you sure. need a balance there. But, uh, well, you know. I, it's also not, not only is it killing blow, it's only killing blows that reward experience or honor. So, there's some mobs that you can do in a boss fight that, like, won't do it even if you do get the killing blow. Yeah. And things like that. Right. Which is kind of an issue. That's the yeah. main thing that I would, I'd want to see fixed is remove the requirement there that you can, you know, game the system. You know, I'm going to grip this ad over here, get the killing blow, and then grip the other ad and things like that. It's true. Yeah, a little bit, but that's that's a good tier. I mean, I'm not only going through like talents though. Is there anything like because the the notes that I have here is your current reliance on the fester might as right came up to me as a question oh, about how should oh that boy. be just mm-hmm. should that that's, be just a core honest, gameplay loop in the future or removed completely? Yeah, no, I I honestly I love fester might. I think it adds a lot of yeah. ways to play around the spec. Like it gives you so much more ways that like the good players can like play around it and show their knowledge of the spec of like ramping on yeah. ads for when they die and then tunneling a single target and things like on Orgosa, for example. I think it needs to be just a core play mechanic of Unholy. I also feel like it's such a you know essential part of the current kit that it does feel like it should be there always. It's also so good, so like you always want Asteroid to pretty much always everybody runs three of it. So why shouldn't it then be just a part of the kit? Uh I think with so as long as wounds exist, I think Vester yeah. Might is a very nice addition to uh, Unholy. But if if wounds don't exist, then well, one, I don't know how you're going to have Vester yeah. Might, and two, there's no real gameplay there anymore. So because you yeah. can't like snipe wounds on a target for like to snipe Vester Might stacks or anything in Mythic Plus, right. uh, and you don't have to like pay attention to your Vester Might windows and when mm-hmm. you're going from pack to pack in the thick boss, stuff like that. So you'd lose that gameplay yeah. uh, if no wounds exist. Okay. If ever wounds became a talent, uh, first and white should be included there. Yeah, agree. But that might be you know, very, very long text on a single talent. So I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. So then, then end cap me here, because I know it has to be at least spoken in the possible remove section. Uh... Mm-hmm. 
pestilence. Keep it or yeet it. Because that's. Yeah, I think it should be that. Like <laughs> currently, currently, it's a niche play, which you know can be situational good, which is something you want. It's a bit weird because it's kind of like misleading because the text says something and the, the spell doesn't do that. Like it, it's kind of capped in how many wounds you can generate. So you might think that okay, every time you. You know, it takes and the target gives a 10% chance. No, it can only give you a single wound per take overall. Kind of. So you have like 40 targets. You would expect something on average like four wounds every time. Definitely takes, but you only get one. And then it's capped at like 10 wounds total. That's so if you have 100 weird. targets, I don't, I don't know what's going on. We, we tested it quite a lot. You know, when Ireland used to have loads of uh, targets, we ran into an yeah. island, pulled like 60 mobs. Put down definite K and saw how many wounds we got, and we did not get a lot of wounds. But it's, you know, yikes. I talked I talk to people that run a really high level mythic plus where you have instances where you don't pick epidemic because it's not necessary. You need to use death calls to get that reduction in dark transformation because dark transformation is so damn powerful when it comes to dealing AOA damage. You also need pestilence or you want pestilence to do fondling and bosses with ads. You go boss, we got boss with ads, you put down pestilence, you get wounds from the ads, you get festomite, that gets followed into the boss, which is nice to get that increase in single target damage, especially on tyrannical and stuff like that. I'd I'd say it has its place, but also the majority of the people, even in like the MDI, uh I think Epidemic would have done better. Um either yeah. if it was like lack of practice um around an unholy DK or like lack of like playing an unholy dk uh normally like they don't main the spec so um where like the poles weren't just they weren't super concrete uh like you might see in live keys um where you know this pack's going to be dead in 12 seconds okay i'm not going to get epidemics off so that's not needed um i could go pestilence where but it is it is a very you know niche uh niche talent okay one thing they could just remove is defile because that's it. that never sees played. Just like, in, 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 current row. in its current row, yeah. yeah, yeah. In in its current iteration, I think defile is is not nearly as good as it could be. I mean, you could maybe merge pestilence and defile, and then like buff defile's damage slightly, and I think you would see, yeah, yeah. or or that give it the mastery cool. stacking back. Like that that's oh, the thing that made defile mm. not the greatest. Currently, it's completely dead. It's not it's not an upgrade anywhere. It's such a yeah, thematic yeah. ability too. Like, cause uh, obviously, the, oh, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Well, like the Frost Death Knight side gets, you know, the Syndragosa stuff and just the different rune oriented frost blasts. And a lot of the flair in Unholy is just all your pets you summon, right? Which they've, they've nailed now. Yeah. The issue is that Defile is like one of those extra pieces of that puzzle is standing in that that goo via Arthas. It just slowly creeps and creeps and creeps and creeps, and then it goes away for a little while, and then it comes right back. It's that extra layer of spreading gunk and decay that I think it just needs to... Because when you drop death and decay, that's very, like, old-schooled, like, not-schooled mm -hmm. death knight. feels very blood decay, potentially. Yeah. Just, like, the red, yeah, poofy ground, you're like... Sure. You could you could even just give unholy defile baseline and then make that. Sure. Oh, I just only. thought about that. And, you know, yeah. why, why I think that, that. I mean, it fits the the spec theme and it works, and that would free up another talent row there that you could 
I mean, there's an existing talent or something. The little extra unpacking there, at least as I go off of what Halinka said at BlizzCon, is they want to more unify things across your class. So Frost should, I mean, DK should just have Defile as the baseline interaction, and then it could just be Glyphed well, to look I think Frost is getting Death and Decay next expansion. I think they've talked about that already. Oh, like so they're gonna death and thing. decay you baseline. Yeah, I which see. which doesn't doesn't really make a lot of sense because if you think about it, death and decay is just a ticking AOE, and Frost yeah. already has a ticking AOE in Remorseless Winter. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it, is it ever actually gonna be caster? Are they just doing it for unification? Could be u- utility spell too, though, right? Could have like the slow component on there or something along those lines. Like, well, the slow is talented, so for Frost, true, you never true. Get the slow. Unless they add to that as a talent. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of up in the air at the moment. Yeah. So, Sistara, last follow-up question on this one before we get into the the big flagship question of this entire show. So, if you could change one part of your rotation tomorrow, if you could email Ian and be like, change this. Well, you would Ian, you'd, you'd email Halinka now, but change the rotation of Unholy Death Knight for tomorrow. What would you change and why? If it's like a DPS-oriented thing, rotation-based, or are you going to use your one card to bring back Arbiter? What would you do right now? One thing, boom. Uh, I, I would, yeah, Arbiter, 100%. Arbiter or Breath of Sindragosa, they both play the same role um, of making a burst single target, but, you know, either of those would be great. Okay. Tiza, what about you? Uh, Army 8-minute cooldown is terrible. <laughs> please give us a, please give us a way to either one have a shorter cooldown baseline or like make army the damned baseline uh an eight minute cooldown to use once a fight and that's where all of your damage goes into is i mean you can't place that cooldown in different parts of a fight that like it just removes the ability to um kind of be like oh i'll i'll use my cooldowns here we'll be fine and then i'll use them later and we'll be fine like you get to pick one spot, and there you go. That's uh, that's your cooldowns for the boss. If it's not during list, uh, rip your damage. Sounds sounds something like along the lines of Ar- a gargoyle should act like arbiter and be two minute long cooldown, and then army of the dead should just be a three minute cooldown and do some damage, but be more like the flavor cooldown. Hmm. Yeah, I I hmm. I think that's a fair uh, a fair trade off. And also, <laughs> I want arbiter as a as a or like the old dark arbiter so right I, yeah and then bicep what's your one thing i would bring back the legendary shoulders from uh, legion there is currently oh. no interaction at all with your pets you, you press it and forget it and dark transformation is like not a cooldown on a single target it's boring i feel like bringing back dark transformation as a pet buff would both make Dark Transformation actually worth pressing, or feel like it's worth pressing single target, and give you that feeling of actually controlling your damage. It's quite a large issue at the moment that so okay. much of your damage is passive or unholy. Like, you're pressing right. stuff, the, you do your the, rotation, and your rotation doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't well, do much. Depending on your trinkets and your Azerite, you can have up to, like, 60 or 70% of your damage just be passive buttons. Yeah. And a lot of it comes just from auto-attacking with a giant two-hander now, like what Tizo and, said yeah, earlier. and army and trinket procs and yeah. essence yeah. and, yeah. Well, it's all that, just that's like their motto going into uh, BFA was, okay, we're going to make auto-attacks matter more when, like, yeah. you should really rethink that for pet specs. Like, I know, I don't know about BM sure, sure. Uh, specifically, but, like, 
th- there's a lot of passive damage coming there. Yeah. Um, I think BM is like 60% pet damage right now or something like that. Yeah. I think it's fine to have that as long as you interact with it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, if you have control of it, if you look, you know, Dark yeah. Obsol, you are actually well, like increasing that damage. Yeah. It feels like you are doing that damage, but if it's just a button you press and that's 70% of your damage, it wouldn't really feel that way. You don't mm. really interact with it. You don't, you know, you don't do okay. anything with it. Alrighty then. So this is the time for the old one, two. Uh, there's just there's two specs. That's as far as this joke goes. So Tizo, I'm going to you on this one first, just to get the 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 pot to the kettle boiling. What the heck? And there's actually apparently another one that uh, biceps at the start. But what the heck is quadratic AOE scaling? Or just that whole terminology in relationship to the unholy death knight. What what is what does that mean? What, what? Uh, well, that's that's referring to um, a quadratic formula, which is, you know, you're going to have exponential growth of like whether it's numbers, um, which in this case it is. So you're going to have exponential scaling up to a point. Um, and biceps is kind of say earlier, I could. You to let him go into it, but uh, mm-hmm. exponential growth up to a point, and then once you reach, um, as far as I know, all AOE effects in the game, uh, maybe there are some that aren't like this, um, but they have a 20 target cap of some sort. Uh, so once you get to that limit, then it's going to be linear scaling afterwards uh, with wounds and um, bursting sores and everything. But uh, yeah, I could let biceps go into like cubic scaling and stuff. Also, that's what I meant. Yeah, biceps, take it away. Oh, okay. So, there are a couple of things in our kit which makes us scale, not like other specs. You know, usually if you have a spec, you do an AOE spell. If you hit two targets, then you hit four targets, you're going to do double damage. You hit eight targets again, it's going to double again and so on. So, if you hit 20 targets, you'll do twice as much damage if, as if you hit 10 targets. For Unholy, we got spells that scale in another way. So if we hit 10 targets and then we move to 20 targets, we don't deal double the damage. We deal four times the damage. We deal eight times the damage, something like that. It just scales much, much heavily than other specs. It has to, there's this very nice interaction with how our wounds and bursting souls scale when we increase targets. You know, we have this infected course talent. It causes our pet to apply wounds in AOE. That wound application that scales linearly with number of targets. You know, if we double the number of targets, we did double the number of wounds. The wounds also burst in AOE, which means that every wound would hit all the targets around it. So if we double the amount of targets, we get double the amount of hits. You know, double the number of targets with double the number of hits, we multiply we'll that together, it turns quadratic. All right. Furthermore, we've got Festamite, which increases our strength, which also scales with how many wounds we pop. So, you know, we've got 30 stacks of that that would double our strength, which pretty much doubles our damage. So we get all these factors that we multiply together, which just makes our da- damage, you know, go off so, so much when we reach high target counts. Which is why we see, like, 1, 2 million DPS in the MDI. Is that the... Is Unholy the highest AoE damage in the game right now with, like... I'm not going to say, obviously, you pull, like, 50 mobs together. That's going to be some dumb numbers. But yeah. standard styles of pulls... I would say that pulls... we scale better than any other class at the moment. As I you mentioned, 
we also scale past 20. I don't okay, think most classes. class, hmm? uh, any class currently, other than unholy, I don't think anyone can come close. Um, hey, as long as you're part of that infected cause bursting source. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, there are similar behaviors, like living bomb will behave in the same way. Okay, the damage from living bomb will scale quadratically with number of targets. But unholy has its as such a like, large part of its kit and it scales in a way that I don't think living bomb would be close at. The, the above twenty targets also important. It comes from the fact that infected clause does have does not have a target cap. So even though if we increase targets past twenty, we will get more wounds. Alright. When the wounds burst, there's this thing which makes it so that all damage past twenty targets is split down so that the damage equals 20 targets hit, kind of. So, you know, you have 20 targets, you do 100 total damage. If you hit 40 targets, you will still do 100 damage, right? It doesn't scale past that. But if we double down mana wounds, right, which eels deals this, you know, constant 20 target damage, we still increase our damage overall. That doesn't happen for other specs, which is why we, we continue scaling. Now, is that something that Blizzard has... I would imagine that would not be something they've neglected to do. Should Unholy abide by the same crazy AOE scaling rules as everyone else, though? Granted, you're not pulling oh. 40 mobs that often, yeah. just to put it in perspective. It's a very neat but, scenario. As we see yeah. it. It's not like it breaks the game. It's not like Unholy is the absolute master of Mythic Plus. We see it in MDI, because MDI mm -hmm. is a very controlled environment with good players that know how to play and how to take advantage of it. In the actual game, you know, you play with Unholy, sure, they do a lot of damage, but it's not like they'd be like, oh, this is the most insane Mythic Plus deck ever. Mm. They need to be enabled. They need to be played around. There's a high skill cap to playing an Unholy properly. You see in the MDI, you know, I saw this very nice freehold run where they do double Unholy. They pull, like, loads of trash. They pop up yeah. uh, Dark Transformation to stack up loads of wounds, pull that into a boss, burst it all, and you get this insane burst from Unholy. You can't see that. Like, if you, I do pogs in Mythic Plus, you know, good luck seeing that happen. It right. won't, which is why Unholy yeah. is not You're like not going to pull a whole room in a pug. No, yeah. right. But then the, the counter of that, because this sort of all wraps to Sistara, because you've literally lived in this Mythic Plus situation. You've seen the rise and then somewhat fall of the Outlaw Rogue, and you can go back to the Outlaw Rogue show earlier on in the 2019 season of my show. We talked about that. They were way too strong, and they even asked for nerfs. Like, they were ready for this to happen, and Blizzard did it, like, three times because they were just yeah. too good, too reliant, Shroud's too strong, their CC's too good, interrupts are too good, but then we see the final, like, not like the final nail in the coffin for Outlaw because they still are totally good. They're just not busted, the counter to that point right now, though, is that Sistara Unholy AoE is kind of busted, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's broken, but it's it's kind of like, in what scenarios is it broken, right? Like, it's broken in very niche ways that doesn't affect the average population. And I think yeah. most DKs would agree that it needs to be changed. We just don't want to see it get absolutely gutted and get nothing in return. Yeah. Right. I like I, I I honestly think that even though it's so nice, unholy as a class other than that, is that not very great? And you can see that in the Mythic Plus representation. You know, if we were busted, would we not see a higher representation? You know, 
Yeah. Well, and it's it's kind of like if you take that away from Unholy, what do they have? Like, would you ever see them again in MDI? Probably not. Right. I think also, um, like, it doesn't require only an Unholy. It requires a tank that is going to 100% not die in a pull, a healer that um, is going to keep both of them alive because you're going to pull threat. Uh, and, like, it takes your entire group to play around that. That, like, even MDI uh pulls like you see them fail and then that's just a that's a ripped key um like that was all of their stuff all of their cooldowns everything going into that pull and if they fail it they're done uh yeah, it's like so a very it's like, high risk high reward yeah extremely yeah. high risk high reward i completely understand if they nerf it but i don't think it's necessary in a way it doesn't break the game okay yeah agreed so again to start off with the final follow-up and then you two can chime in as well if you have anything different to go on this. So that all being said, for Death Knight players, you sort of have a, a teeter-totter of sorts here. You have Frost, you have Unholy, right? You're not a mage, you're not a rogue hunter or a warlock. You have the same problem like Fury and Arms Warrior have, which next week's show, well, next week is Balanced Druid and then Fury Warrior. So we'll kind of get back to this kind of discussion then because they have the same sort of teeter-totter. How do Death Knight players sort of decide to play whichever spec? Because do you just versatility just change? Like if you know this build's coming up and this is being buffed, is it math determination? Is it just based on your pure aesthetics for what you want to play? Obviously there's like weapon and Azerite that involve in that, but outside of that, you know, in a vacuum, do you just show up one day as Frost and show up the next day as Unholy? Do you spec for every other boss fight that's better for this that you know the death knight in that sense or you just stay one and just write it out so to start from your yeah. higher end perspective what's how's that work yeah there's i mean there's a few school of thoughts right so um schools of thought rather uh so you can either just play what's good or what's best so for example um in like antorus right which was probably the last time that i played frost and unholy other than this tier um which i can get into uh, I would just switch based on the fight. So, like, I would play um, Unholy on maybe Argus, and I would play Frost on, like, Veramathris, and then, and like that. I would just switch based on whatever was good or whatever the fight catered towards. Um, and that's even, you know, isn't even class-dependent, you know? It's just what's good. On the other hand, if you're not playing at a huge, like, world-first level, which I'm not even doing, just play what you enjoy, right? So, like, People enjoy Frost. They like playing Machine Gun. Play that. Mm. If you want to play Unholy, play that. But yeah, it, it, as far as I know, most DKs I know that switch actively just do it based on the fight needs and, and whatever's better. Okay. Biceps, do you agree, disagree? What is your... You just play Warrior and Classic right now, right? <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't play a lot of retail, but I, I'm, I'm one of those people that find it quite... I feel strongly about people playing the spec they actually want to play. I hate being forced to play something I don't want to play, right? I used to be like an unholy only guy in Legion. I played unholy for the entirety of Nighthold, okay? And trust me, it was really bad. But I felt <laughs> like I really liked this. I'm going to play it anyway. Everybody play Frost. I play unholy. At the moment, I when I played retail, I usually just spec unholy because I love playing unholy Mythic Class. So I can't lose run with that. Okay. Yeah. 
And I don't hope, min oh. max that much that would just swap between boss and I like you know if you perform ninety nine percent on your class in logs, yeah, you're probably going to be better than someone you know performing eighty percent on another one. So if you're good at what you do, you can just play the class you want to play. Yeah. On the flip side, I keep oh. gems and enchants like twenty at a time in my bags to switch between each spec depending on the boss. So. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Tizo, do you do that? Uh, so I put a lot of thought into it, and like, look, like you know, we're going into a new tier. Um, I've been testing because right now Frost is good. Uh, so far, no changes for DK. So at least going into the next tier, you're going to have the current trinkets and stuff um, because they're yeah. bro they're broken for both Frost and Unholy. Uh, so I've been testing as Unholy and um, trying to see where you can fit certain like cooldowns or um, like what essence like vision uh majors looking to be good and like hey like is this actually going to do a substantial amount of damage so that maybe unholy is going to be better um and also looking at like the blast boss drops higher or better azurite for unholy and uh like looking at like where weapons drop uh also goes into like okay i'm probably going to be blank for this tier um just based on that logic uh and then boss by boss scenario is like this one's like if you if i was in holy all tier for this uh for eternal palace and then i got to ashara i'd be like yeah i'm going frost <laughs> because uh frost yeah. is busted right now so mm -hmm. there are so many factors that go into what is the best aspect to play like it is very difficult to gauge that before raid comes out you know, I feel I feel like uh, DK players, at least in recent times, I'm not sure about pre-Legion, um, but it's more, you almost not have to, um, but if you want to be like one of the 20 in in Mythic rating, then you almost have to be able to like flex to both and play whatever's best on a given fight because, you know, you're not a demon hunter where they have broken utility, broken utility, bro broken utility, and broken damage. <laughs> so uh, we don't have that. You kind of have to like bring the damage. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess the last bit that I have here, I'm just prepping stuff for the break. <sighs> this is a very important discussion. All right. Everything we've talked about before up to this point, not that bad. But the real okay. question, as I said at the start of the, uh, the step back in time start of the show, Death Knights are under a very big change soon. That big change is that in Shadowlands, and presumably the pre-patch, you'll be able to play a Death Knight of any race or allied race in the entirety of the game. So, hands up for going Volpera. This is, includes you, chat, Just and and man. YouTube comments. Hand, hands up, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> Your hands up, yeah. <laughs> so, you can go any race in the game as Death Knight for the Shadowlands, which I am I'm assuming is part of the the new, you know, Bolvar Lich King story before Sylvanas walks up and slaps him around a little bit, where he basically is making a new Death Knight army to help combat this new threat. 
There is some interesting math. If you want to put math behind it, that you guys have put together, you give me two different Sims. Now it's not totally done yet, even though the Volpero one yeah. is just like a 90 minute cooldown. You just throw something at them for attack power. But there's something funny here. We talk about how you guys are very AOE focused and a lot of AOE fans are out there for how big that is a big part of the, the unholy niche. Um, Lightforge Draenei. Um, first off, doesn't make any sense in the lore because you're a dead, undead, death knight, lightforged Draenei. <clears throat> That's nice. fine. But uh, Life Force Draenei laser beam, pretty good, apparently. Yeah, well, and actually, uh, with that sim, that's not even using the uh, Infected Claws versus Source build. So it should, keyword should, be for even farther ahead uh, than what it is there. As far as, like, total damage done. Um, is it flat damage, or does it scale off? Of it's, it's, so it's it off of attack, attack power. power. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it does. So it scales with Bester Might. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the logic I used in the sim was uh, that right. you want to use it at the end of your Bester Might window. Um, okay. And if you're if you're running Infected Claws and you get that thirty stack Bester Might, yeah, you're, going to de- <laughs> you're going yeah. to delete packs. Uh, you know, if you get if you get that. Um, and similar. Well, not really for Frost because Pillars only fifteen percent increase. Uh, Whereas Vestamite's a lot more, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it looks really good in AOE. The problem arises is like, do you need more AOE? Right, uh, and that's way. yeah. So that's that's yeah. the question that. Oh, but I, my pars, do you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know, honestly. It's like it, it could be a thing in the MDI where you take it as a safety measure of this pack as, is dead. <laughs> so as long like, as Shadow Melt exists, you will never run. Forged, yeah, guaranteed. yeah. The, so, the thing is with Unholy and like when we pick stuff that deals AOE is that we don't do that and we we, we take that choice specifically. And it, when you run Mythic Plus, we like to run Festomite for the AOE and then we run Margus. And Margus is like a pure single target trait. And we picked that to get the versatility of being able to do single target burst and AOE burst. We could pick stuff that you know, Hell Chains that's AOE, right? So why would we pick it? We don't need it. Right, we got the AOE. We need other like, if you just run in as a pure AOE dude, and then you do shit single target damage, that's gonna be really bad for keys. I think it depends. Right? It go- it goes back to a little bit. I talked about this starting when this the new seasons were coming up and and BFA was changing that because if you're doing like fortified keys, like all two, if not all three of your DPS are gonna go all just big monkey AOE pulls. But then if you're pushing yeah. like 20 plus keys, bosses are still not going to be super simple. So do you run two full AOE boys, one boss damage boy, right? Is there like a, do you, and then tyrannical keys, do you all go boss damage with, or maybe two boss damage, one full AOE monkey boy? Like what do you, you can kind of change that. So the whole question of, do you need more AOE? Yeah. Maybe, but. I've, yeah. I feel like it's it's a very difficult question, actually, how you value different damage types in Mythic Plus, okay? Even mm-hmm. though, you know, imagine you do an AOE pack, or you deal 100k more DPS on that pack. You know, if that pack lasts 20 seconds, that might not actually translate into a lot of one, you know, time, right? It maybe took it two seconds less. But if you oh. do 
20k more DPS on a boss, that might save you a minute. So it's not like it's 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 very difficult to quantify overall, but it's not always that you know more overall DPS means a shorter key. Right. And I wanted Which to, is I, why I, you can do these kind of choices where you don't actually run full AOE. I wanted to like button hook that a bit by saying that our numbers are going to go up substantially in the patch, and obviously certain racials like the laser beam for light forge obviously scales off your base strength and versatility. I think, but when when we're doing sixty thousand DPS like smoothly with corrupted gear. Your racial adding fourteen hundred or fifteen hundred, kind of a drop in the bucket. It's not really like a big deal. It's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Depends yeah, on well, when you use it, though. So the single I think, target that take a one percent increase any time. You know? Yeah. I think uh, like racials are still very um, utility oriented. Mm. Like if you look at. Not even the damage portion that like Blood Elf adds to Frost because it's a, it's absurd. Um, but looking at like the utility of it, if you need, you know, that utility, it's very strong. Um, same for like Sistar mentioned Shadow Meld. It's it's brokenly OP for Mythic Plus um, and also like PvP. Uh, so like, you, I don't think you're necessarily locked by the DPS increases of racials, uh, especially like Light Forged where. I don't think you really gain anything else other than just damage where you could, you know, potentially take something else that's going to be more of a utility option for maybe slightly less damage. Right. Right. Or just go mechanome because reasons. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, mech mechanome tanks. I am uh, mechanome. What is it? Monks? are probably going to see a very quick swap because that extra cheat death on a... It's like a pseudo-cheat death on a class that doesn't have one normally. It's a huge heal, especially on big, big health pool boys. You can time that. I don't know. There's some shenanigans with mechanomes. You can kind of see Blizzard trying to, like, nudge horde players into, like, there's some really good racials over here. You should race... I mean, I hate these racials, but whatever. If they did like a mass sale on server transfers, the all the top horde guilds could go at the same time. Uh, I don't well, think anyone stay in horde for the racials, really. Not uh, anymore. It's, like it's, the, it's, it's the roster. It's the people are on that side because they went multiple yeah, expansions all my, ago. All my friends are here because we came yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. <back>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I usually look at racials as in if it plus utility matters in raid it doesn't matter because the DPS difference is usually tiny. Right. Well, it's it's very different when you're moving DPS in a raid because you're moving you know thirteen or fourteen people's focus. So you're moving like a giant laser cannon versus in in small group content you're moving like multiple handguns, right? So you got to like pick and choose, but. Whereas the utility there is definitely going to be interesting. I don't know. Volpera utility is bag space and a hearthstone. <laughs> I mean, hey, don't, don't you'll be a fox. Bag space utility. I, oh, I'm transferring Volpera just for the bag space. My bags are cranked full right now. If they had, <laughs> if they had Volpera in, uh, for Mechagon, no. I would have switched instantly. <laughs> My bags. Really? 
So yeah, it was actually confirmed in chat, I guess. the All the new Allied Races stuff, it was confirmed. It's the pre-order patch 835. So that's like a, a, the pre-patch. If you pre-order Shadowlands, then you'll get the option to race change your Death Knights to any. Yep. Anything. Right, yeah. Yep. Oh, 8.3, not 8.3.5? Yeah, 8.3. Not yeah, even the pre-patch. So when, when nope, Volpera yep. comes out. Wow, okay. Yeah, all the files were added in the 8.3 oh. data mine. So, oh, gosh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it's I even earlier. Happy with my, I'm quite happy with my troll female, honestly. That's fine. I'm going to become, become a fox. Essentially January, yeah. January, end of January is when it can all happen. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Maybe I'll stay, uh, I'll go Lightforge because I'm ally. But yeah, you definitely could. But that would be interesting. All right. Y'all can take a quick reprieve, take a step away, walk around a little bit if you need to. I'm going to talk to chat for a few minutes and then we'll get to, if you have questions for the guests today or anything in particular to pinpoint, you can bring up your Q&A sort of AMA section. We'll sort of wiggle that into the next, the, the latter half of the show. But if you weren't here earlier, of course, and haven't heard little the spiels or haven't been here in a little while, uh, just to update you, we have Balance Druid next Sunday. Then Fury Warrior, and then it's holiday time. Probably gonna take that week off because I might not even be around. And then we'll have the year end special. I don't know what the year end special is gonna be this year. Normally it's just a bunch of my friends to get together and we sort of talk about the year and BlizzCon a little bit more and stuff. But maybe I'll do a totally different show on the year end special and not even talk about World of Warcraft. What would that be like? We'll see what that gets to. More on that, of course. Updates on the show and everything else goes on to to Twitter. If you miss the archive of the show, of course, don't forget that everything gets plopped up on my YouTube channel. That's me and Mike spinning from our BlizzCon vans because YouTube is very angry right now for some reason. But everything gets put up on YouTube if you miss the live shows. So all the past shows, everything is playlisted by the year. All the, the BlizzCon coverage right here, the pre and the post BlizzCon shows, if you miss any of that. And of course, the show is on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, my website as all MP3s and new as of last week. You can now just search Final Boss TV on Spotify and it should pop up as a podcast. So if you use any of those for your RSS feed needs or if you want to listen to the audio only stuff, there you go. It's literally almost everywhere now except like SoundCloud, but that's all manual and I'm not doing it. Don't ask. It's enough places. There it is. Additionally, of course, big shout out to helping the show distribute everything in between keep going and moving forward to year seven plus of how long we've been doing this. The show is now sponsored and partnered with Corsair and Elgato. They are huge Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales going on, as you would imagine. So if you were looking at a whole bunch of updates and bits and bobs and pieces and parts for your upcoming builds, I would definitely check out the links down below if you're on YouTube, or the links right down below if you're on the stream, or the links in chat even. It actually just popped up, almost like I timed it. Not really, it just sort of happened. But you can support what I do here by getting stuff for your next build. I have a huge build starting around the holiday times that I've been working on all year, so I will live stream the new build of the new studio and everything that I have put together that I have uh, gotten through Corsair, that I've purchased, that I've put together, that you guys have helped me out. And that's all going to be live streamed here in case you want to watch all that come together. But there's a whole bunch of stuff that is going on on the websites right now. So if you are looking 
for something for yourself or you have a friend that does anything in, in this media production world, then either let them know, of course, that there's all these deals going on. So please do. It's definitely the time of the year to work on stuff like this. The whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday time frame. But if you want to support what I do here in a more just like physical sense that you want to put on your body, I'm wearing the the little little Lich King and Cinderosa that Faye Bellina made. One of her older designs actually been on this the show for a while now, but it's a Death Knight show, so I got to wear Arthas right now. And I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Maybe through Tuesday. Everything on Design by Humans, my apparel shop, is thirty percent off, and. If you slam in a handful of shirts, it's also free worldwide shipping on any, any cart $50 or over. So you can go check that out. When you go to the, the Final Boss TV DBH store, these are all of just the designs. When you click on one of the designs you're looking at, then you get all the ways to customize it. So you get to change where you want to put, say, Little Arthas or Little Dark Lady or the son of the wolf, right? You can check out all of these, and then you can put them on tank tops, hoodies, other types of shirts, baseball tees, etc. It's not just t-shirts. It's a whole slew of things. You can change the color. There's some fabric options, different styles of cuts, and of course, get the sizes you want. And that's that. We have some updates for patrons. You're going to be getting a special crew shirt. Your decision on any of the apparel items, and then you're going to be also getting the newest one, the Little Queen shirt, which is based after Queen Ajara for the newest tier. Drinking out of a little wine glass out there on the right side of your screen just now. So there's ways, there's links below if you're on YouTube, or links below if you're on Twitch. Either one works, the holiday time frame. So gift ideas, or just for yourself, also fine. So thank you very much for getting this going. This is going on seven years now. Since Mist of Pindaria, we've been here, about to start up another expansion of beta testing shows, of class and spec coverage streams and videos. So if you've been around since then, more are coming. More are definitely on the horizon. So, all right, Bicep, ready to uh, take some questions from chat? Tizo? Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm Yes, please. Uh-oh. Oh, yes, please. Well, I have some canned questions first off. Okay. And then if anyone has any questions from chat, please drop them in there and I will integrate. Mm -hmm. But the first one is sort of a, a softball. Sistara, what is your favorite apocalypse skin? Mage Tower. No question. That's the uh, Death's Deliverance one? The, the one with the yes, two blade that spins around with the giant horns on it. Yep. Yeah. Looks like a giant pair of scissors, basically. <laughs> Evil, terrible oh, yeah, bone does. scissors, yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah. thought about that. It's a good-looking sword. Kind of a mace, but yeah, it's a good-looking sword. Yeah. Biceps, what's your favorite? I like the hidden one. I think it's Bone Reaper. Now that I'm looking at your screen. Ah, uh, yes, that's the bottom one. The scythe one. Yes. Oh, it's so nice. I think I like the, uh, the yeah, the blue tint. There's like a green tint and a blue tint. There's the blue. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I've used that since I got it. It's always interesting. I haven't changed. <laughs> you haven't changed it yeah. since you got it, really? Yeah. The well, I haven't changed my transbox so in Mr. Panaria, so like, I, I usually stick with my 
what I have. Tizo, what what I think you're using one of these right now in your screenshots. You've got the uh Yeah. So I think it's the one from PvP. Uh Hand like of Pestilence? Oh no. I think it's Famine. Yeah. No, no, the Famine Bear, yeah. Yeah. Uh that one looks pretty good. Um I like it for like some pieces of gear, but also the scissors. Uh <laughs> scissors are nice. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I I I think Unholy actually has some of the best overall artifact appearances yeah. uh, out of any Apocalypse class. Apocalypse looks sick. Yeah, it does look really Honestly, good. though, shout out Herald of Pestilence, too, because, like, that one also owns. Yeah. Like, they, uh, Unholy actually just has so many good artifact DK, it's a, it's a well, okay, weapon. except for Blood. Fro Frost, Frost has is... a lot of good ones, too. <laughs> I, I like their, their hidden one. Their hidden one is my favorite. Yeah, hidden one's good. Uh, outside of that, they looked like yeah. they looked a little small. Agreed. Good looking sword. I think that the art team always has a lot of stuff. It's always weird. The two handed weapons. This is the the like the follow up to that is that do you actually have? Is bicep has been? Do you have other two handed weapons that you hold dear, or do you just just use apocalypse all the time now since Legion? Because there are other uh, really cool looking two handers in the game, but when you have these, yeah. I don't even use apocalypse like the mogs. Um, normally, like I'll switch it around, but like sure. I'll use the current one that I'm using is the Mithrax two-hander, I believe, yeah, like the do. glowing one. Mm -hmm. That one with Warrior tier three looks pretty good. Or I'll use like Tashalak, looks pretty good, as well. Yeah, you got that big, uh, big sword in your back right now on your. Yep. Your DK. Or no, I can have your. Hold on, where's your? There it is. You can look at your armories right now here too. Yeah, there it is. The one thing I want to bring up. It's definitely part of the the RP. There's a couple of specs in the game or classes in the game where you are an RPer if you don't even know it yet. And let me see if chat picks up on this. All right, so this is Sistara. All right, that's his female blood elf. And then there's there's Tizo's male human death knight. Okay, see if you see the pattern here. Uh, that's that one. And then here's Bicep. That's his female troll. Just if you let me know if you see something, if you notice a pattern here, just 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 curious. Just gonna, yeah, totally not skulls. Yeah, the unmod gloves at bicep. Oh no, it's true. Oh, scuffed. Okay, I don't know where those gloves are from. <laughs> oh, the gloves that match the bone. Avian sentinel. I don't, yeah. Why do I even have them equipped? I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, Cesaro's got the old sleek, well, the old, I say sleek, but it's like the old armor that was just painted on your body, whereas Tizo is just like a chonky that, boy. That mod <laughs> cost me three million gold, so I'm going to keep it on. Oh, well, I mean, that's, yeah. I respect that. To be fair, a mocking um, uh, human male is impossible so it's really uh, not, oh yeah it's like a standard like, t-pose mod they put whatever you want on him yeah but to make it like look good mm, it's like oh. eh, like to make it look like a dk and a human is uh in my opinion not easy but i'm also not that great at transmog so, so I, I have a dad joke for you you may have already spoiled it for if you looked at chat but this might be a thing if you're on youtube uh, or listening, uh, what do you call an undead tax collector? A debt knight. Uh, 
Boo. <laughs> I read that in the chat. Yeah, yeah. It's from Spicy Miso in chat. Got him. I like it. I don't. I mean, I don't like it at all. That's no. Oh, man. I give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, if you could have any undead model as your ghoul skin, assuming it was purely cosmetic, which model would you use? There's no, there's, there's like one glyph that changes your ghoul, right? That's it. Not a lot of customization there. Like, yeah, you get a ghost, don't you? Yeah. It's a lot of, uh, like, you can make up like a skeleton boy or like a Vicool skeleton man or a different ghoul. It's like a bunch of different ghoul bottles in the game right now. That'd be neat if you had options. Patchwork. Oh, you could, well, they took a, like, boy. Because you have the sludge belcher. Uh, yeah, like, like A-bomb from PvP for Yeah. yeah. Actually, if I could do anything, uh, like anything I wanted with it, I would definitely make it someone in my raid, but like undead. Okay. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. I, I've seen like, like the old, old raised ghoul or raised ally. Yeah, oh. so it's like I I've seen Aelid in chat. It's like, yeah, you're my mage now. <laughs> I mean, that would be I think that's the biggest point of what Shadowlands looks like is that there's a lot of just optional cosmetic and customizations that need to come into the game. It's basically Blizzard noticing and having to pivot on essentially a whole expansion's worth of time, which is not much in the grand scheme of things, to try to catch up to like Final Fantasy XIV's huge cosmetic social game where I mean, who'd have thunk that having cosmetic options in a game where, like, you connect with your character, your avatar in a virtual space is really important to you? Hmm. Because we have all the new, like, facial uh, expressions and all the new tattoo body stuff coming. Like, the human one is crazy, where you can be, like, a slew of different, like, actual races in our world. You can actually be not just a white dude, <laughs> I guess. So... That's going to be huge for actually making your character. Your, even though sometimes you don't even see your character if you're all covered in armor. But then you can also be, I've had transmog on the show before where you're basically just wearing pants. So there's that. And I say pants, I should say pants like this. Everyone just transmogs to basically underwear. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, moon, uh, the uh, moon guard. <laughs> yeah. So then there is... I'm going to wiggle this in as a more serious topic while I catch some questions from chat. Bicep, you were talking about something before we turned the show on about some pet claw macro dark oh, transformation. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I want this, 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 this is my favorite bit of uh, fear crossing that we've done. You know, okay, yeah, can we get a 10 minute this. timer on screen, please? <laughs> well, I have a timer right okay. here for the show, so I, I could, yeah. Okay, okay, you check the timer, I'm going to be quick. Alright, so the thing is that Dark Transformation has a travel time. So when you press the button, it's going to take a bit of time before Dark Transformation is going to happen on your pet, right? We, we used these this pale macros in uh, Mythic Plus, where we turn off Claw from Outer Course, cast so that your pet gets 100 energy we turn it back on with dark transformation so you start using it with 100 energy that actually is quite important you gain quite a lot from doing that anyway the thing is that since dark transformation has travel time you turn on claw and you put that on at the same time you might think that since dark transformation is going to have time to travel your pet is going to use a claw without being transformed 
then get affected, and then start doing normal claws, right? So you always lose out on that first claw. Reality is that it doesn't happen, and it depends on how far away from your pet you are. Okay? So it goes like that, that most pets in the game, it looks like, follow this weird behavior where they can only attack in 1.2 second intervals. Okay? This used to be an issue for Orbiserve. It used to be an issue for Margus. It was currently an issue for Condensed Life Force. They fixed that recently. It's an issue for Hunter Pets since they can't attack quickly enough. You have to like macro the attacks because they can only attack at 1.2 second intervals. Anyway, what happens if then when I press that macro, my pet might use its claw from now and then 1.2 second forward randomly. Okay, we don't know where we are when we press it. So if you're really close to your pet, you press the macro, all right? It's not going to be long before it's dark transformed. So the probability that it actually uses this untransformed claw in that short period of time is very small. But if you actually use dark transformation with a macro and you stand like 40 yards away, it's always going to do this untransformed claw beforehand. All right. So if you want to be really min max about this macro, you need to make sure you stand on top of your pet when you use it. Otherwise, you might use a claw that isn't empowered. Now, the real picking your brain on this one, if you've done all this math, Bicep, yeah. how much DPS difference is this? Well, you know... <laughs> in AoE, okay, in AoE... If it even happens to begin with, okay. how much DPS is it? Okay, since your pet only uses, like, you know, seven or eight claws in one dark transformation... Sure, sure, sure. One of those is going to be a good chunk, right? That's like 16% something, you know, depending on how many you get in total. And that's going to be roughly translate into how much AOE you do. So, you know, if you stand far away with pet, you might lose 10, 15% of your AOE damage. Or you can be smart about it and not macro it together, but that might lose you a single yeah. core because then you would activate it too late and not really optimize the uptime. The, on the, the other upcross. way to play around it is to use a go-to, like, so on a default pet action bar, it's uh, control three, I think. Um, you send your pet like eight yards out, and then you hit your transform. It'll auto cast the charge in, and then while it's charging, you turn claw back on. So. Mm -hmm. So then it will never have the opportunity to use this uh, untransformed claw. Because it's not. Yeah. I just find it really interesting because this was like, sometimes you find stuff which is just completely out of the blue. You know, I didn't know Dark Transformation had a travel time until Shui told me, you know? And then you'd be like, yeah. well, hang on, if you've got a travel time, this macro shouldn't work. And then you test it, and you're like, oh, hang on. There's because also of this kind other of... thing, it actually yeah. does work. There's also kind of a, a like, it, it del so it has a travel time, but then it also delays. So, like, if your pet's not near you, and you hit Dark Transformation, you'll see it transform 30 yards out, and then just kind of sit there for a few seconds mm. until it, like, like, because we have a charge, but if charge is on cooldown, it can't use it. So it'll, like, try to use it, and then it'll just walk in. But there's, like, the two-second delay where it, like, doesn't... It's really weird. So, Chewy is in chat. The DK Chewy, Tuesday. He mm -hmm. linked me a Wowhead link to an a, a passive somewhere in here. Some modify effect. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh, is it the Ray's ally one? Yeah. Well, it's called Arise and Serve. It's a little cut off because it's the full screen. Raise ally now restores all health and mana, and upon death, 
the Death Knight now has an option to raise himself. Uh, discuss. We're now shamans. Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, I so, it. yeah, Why not? there's two two ways that I think it could go, right? Like, you either have it work like a shaman onk, mm. or it, it's just an ability to be raised yourself if you're dead. Right. If it's the shaman onk, personally, I wouldn't want it. If it's the other one, I don't see a problem with it. So if it's if it's a personal soul stone that counts as a B res on yourself, yeah, I think yeah, just give us good. that straight up. That's not that like I I would take that. Just like I don't think we I think that should be based. But if it's a shaman onk, honestly, I think onk should be removed. It breaks a lot of stuff. Just thinking I'm back to like not uh, against that either. You know, you know, just this one little boss that you know was last year and. You know, you'd have to reset between poles, and that caused some oh, stuff that I don't ever want to deal with again. Yeah. If 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 I had to pick between that and getting Purgatory back, I would pick Purgatory. I believe. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I would also pick that, but you know. There you go. Yeah, we call it. Yeah. Okay. There was also a little bit of murmuring when the data mining was happening for the either 8.3, 8.3.5, or at least the Shadowlands stuff, right? This new scenario you're getting, the change in the DK starting story experience, all this stuff. And the new sword was data mined. I know where this is going. The, like, Hellfire DK spec. Everyone's like, fourth DK spec? Where's the third Demon Hunter spec? But anyway... So do you think a fourth spec could even work? Or are you just like in the pure cosmetic camp? And Tizo, since you know where this is going. Oh, um, I actually thought you were going a different way. So I'm glad it didn't oh, go the way I thought. Wait, uh, what way could this uh, have gone? Yeah, I, th I thought it was going a different way as well. So yeah, 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 I'm not going to bring it up because I hate discussing it. But uh, no, I think, I don't think uh, another spec would work. Um, yeah. I, I don't. Like you have three. Where would it fit? Specs. Yeah, I yeah. Don't like know. So you have, Why you would have it be one? It would have like, it to be a range, a range GPS, GPS or, or a healer. Be, like yeah, and as a we'd have as a three death melee specs. Knight, yeah, as a death knight, you you are a melee spellcaster. Like if you search death knight, that's what you know. That's what you see melee spellcaster. And if you're gonna have three melee specs and then a tank spec, like eh, I I don't I don't see it. Um, I don't. Know. I don't get the purpose of it, really. I, it was a lot of that. That just internet, all of the place thinking that just because there's like a fire DK weapon that it's just ties DK, but red. And yeah. Sure. It just. Yeah. I mean, it could literally be like green fire for warlock, but red frost. I'd be down. For, yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. But a fourth spec, I just. Right. I don't. I don't know. I feel like people sometimes project what they want to see onto onto things that you know get released. Of course. Oh, see, choose is just linking me things. That's what he does best. Oh, this is old. My here, gosh. Here, just look at this. Wait, death's flight. Pull yourself to a location. Ah, oh, the reverse grip. The reverse dead yeah. grip. I, I want that so bad. Uh, I think we kind of have that with death's advance, but. Like yeah, if you are not in range currently, yeah, can we really can we talk about nice. DK mobility because it is abysmal. <laughs> well, this yeah. so death's flight ninety second cooldown is old school stuff. Uh, it was only it, it basically is just intervene on a exceedingly long cooldown. 
because it would oh, just it pull it. it pulls you to a friendly target or pet only. You cannot use it as a charge. So yeah, I mean, ninety second cooldown replaces grip. I'd still take it on like a majority of fights. Yeah, you could do yeah. so much stuff with that in PvP. Yank yeah. yourself yeah. to someone else. Like oh. as someone that rerolls constantly, going from DK to like Rogue or Windwalker or Demon mm, Hunter or Warrior, mm, the mm. amount of outplay you can do with mobility. Is... Yeah, and like coming back to DK, where if you don't have Death Advance on every forty-five seconds for Queen's Court, you're dead. It's just like okay, like what am I going to do here? <laughs> you can take Wraith uh, Walk too, Sistara. I take that on every fight, and it's still not <laughs> enough. I don't know ah, what you want from me. This <laughs> like, is true. This is true. It's still better. I mean, I brought that up as part of one of my not selling points, but talking points about the changes to Death Knight. That at least Blizzard gave you because your part of your fantasy is you're slow and you're weighty and you're like rune weapons and rah. so having those cooldowns was still helpful. They gave you another one, right? Another option to talent to a second one. So at least they gave you something. Now I would even argue. I still say that DK is not as lowest class in the game. It's now Paladin. I'd say yeah, yeah Pally. Yeah. Paladin. Well, they but they kind of run into the slows. same issue, right? Where, like, yeah. both of them are just... It's just a movement speed increase for a short burst. It's not anything compared to all the new classes now where everyone has a dash or a blink or, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I think uh, you could look... Like, Fetid is a great example of where I was like, yeah, I'm a DK. This sucks. Um like yeah. both both DKs and Paladins had to pre-plan where they were going to get knocked to, and like, okay, I'm going to walk oh, yeah, back. So like, uh, knock me back the shortest amount of distance because I can't do anything about it. Uh, yeah. Whereas like rogues could just like shadow step everyone or sprint. Um, Demon hunters could just glide. So yeah. yeah, like, yeah, you just feel bad as a Pally or a DK. I think I think the largest issue at the moment is that our negative parts when it comes to movement isn't outweighed by some other kind of utility you know it's fine to be slow if you can do other things when it comes to utility but that's not currently right. the state i think that's the the core issue but amz well that's well, no. amz is potentially on the horizon to come back in shadow lands at least that one and then the there was an earlier question about covenant abilities the, yeah, the, I just the, linked... the meme. Well, go ahead, Star. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. I just linked the entire like all of the DK ones got released uh, the other day. They um, did, yeah. Because of like an interview, I just linked the article in in chat if you wanna or in this chat, you can link it there as well. Oh. Um, oh. I'll link it. I don't again. know how Tizo or Biceps feels about this, but honestly, like looking at all of them, personally, they all look very underwhelming just based off the other eleven that we've seen for other classes. Seems very, very underwhelming for DK. I mean, there'll be no way we can read through all these right now. Uh, well, these are just the four main ones, right? Okay, the four main ones for the four... Well, the four known covenants. Right, right. Death's Dew, Shackle the Unworthy, Swarming Mist, and Abom Abomination Limb. Well, I, so as as Chad can read these for a little bit here, the, the, meme, yeah, the, the meme that I was going to propose was that are you going to pick your covenant based on the movement ability not not <laughs> anything else <laughs> uh i mean yeah. potentially swarming mist will be like mandatory as frost breath is still a thing i would imagine but probably yeah yeah the problem uh is like i think in different scenarios like so 
the the one that grips people that seems very op in pvp or like disruptive in pvp maybe not broken but like oh Duster Lock's trying to cast uh chaos bolt let's just grip him repeatedly for like six seconds in a row uh, so he can't do anything about it uh all right and, like i i hope they get the tuning right or like abilities right so that they uh you don't have to swap or like you can't swap uh they've already stated that so well, just, no, they said, they said you can swap but it's going to be like a huge cost. yeah yeah so yeah I mean, the, the cost, uh, I would expect that the initial cost won't be, it could be something, but the way it sounded too is that essentially you're just resetting, imagine Legion resetting your artifact to one. Yeah. Because be you're going to reset your covenant progression in your, your, your covenant dude to one mm -hmm. if you change covenants. You have to re-farm the power of anime that you've already farmed for, which, which could, you know. Like... Yeah. I mean, it's kind of annoying too, though, because the way I can see it is, we basically have to math all this out before we even get into Shadowlands. Some of it, so yeah. So that you yeah. can pick it from the start, and then if like you know, Unholy gets super buffed, like a tier in, or Frost gets changed, or one of the Covenant abilities gets changed, you're gonna have to make that switch and then do it all over again. At you know anyone's, it's tough. Whim basically. Yeah, word up, Senpai and I talked about this as our post BlizzCon dance about how hopefully they're all relatively agnostic in actual power. Like they all like again, but I mean, looking at say a swarming mist, and you talked about the because it gives you runic power, and that immediately goes like oh breath. So, but yeah. but if that only gives you a couple of seconds or something like mathematically that's not as strong as like the actual damage of say abomination limb would be, then they're just sort of not. Hopefully they're all ice cream, different flavors of ice cream. So they're all still yeah. ice cream. They should probably, like, ideally be asked. So there's this weird thing where you don't want them to be powerful so that the choice actually really matters and then you have to re-roll if something changes. Right. But you also don't want them to be entirely unward on, like, not count at all. So that it's, it's, it's a really tricky thing, I think. Like, yep. you can't make it in a way so that it's good everywhere if they're impactful that's going to be detrimental to other areas because then you might pick the wrong one and then you have to regrind it all and that's going to suck you know no yeah i'm absolutely. actually of the opinion that uh the speed increase like the different forms of speed increases mm. uh should be the thing that you get there's no like covenant ability you just get like the talents whenever you're doing i think it's like the the tower or whatever yeah know. yeah i don't exactly Tour remember guessed. like yeah, yeah, Torghast. Uh, like, you get the talents and stuff still. Um, but, like, you're, it's like, oh, I really want this kind of movement ability. This is what I'm going to choose. Not, like, associated with DPS or utility and stuff like that. I think uh, that'd be a little better. Okay. Yeah, well, I think um, the way that I would like to see it go is kind of the opposite direction. Like, if I, if I think back to the times where I've had kind of a lot of fun playing WoW, it's like when you have a lot of decisions to make that are kind of actually impactful, um, not that you're like locked into. So like things like Legion legendaries um, or gear swapping in Mythic Plus where you have decisions to make like moment by moment that actually matter and can swing your performance in a variety of ways. Like I, th I think being able to switch covenants would be a very welcome thing. Um, and I think they, they're kind of going the opposite direction with 
you know, even things like Azerite traits where you're locked in, I'd like to see more ability for players to decide um, and change things from pull to pull or boss to boss. Yeah, because that's the yeah. the covenant ability, like your one your one movement and then your one covenant, you know, like swarming mist or abomination limb, right? Your one class, it's like it's cross your whole class, but it's from that covenant. Those abilities, I don't think worry me as much, because if you've paid attention to what they've found out about more of this, is your actual, your uh, your soul bind, the dude that you talk to that you get like story with and that you have like. And you don't romance them, but that's some kind of like Mass Effect you feel. That character you talk to is essentially just a bit of like the Death of Light Crucible and your artifact smushed into an NPC. And that has like a that has a talent tree of passives and blah blah blah. And but those are some of those are swappable and it's a consumable thing like a relic slot. Those scare the crap out of me. Because if they're different for all four covenants. Yeah. And they scale differently, and those are impactful, but they don't line up with, like, the DPS gain of, like, the offensive ability. There's a lot of just murky water there. That might be, like, the biggest amount yeah. of customization think... we get in the new expansion, though, because we're not going to have, like, Azerite gear or an artifact or something. But still, that's that's what mm. worries yeah. me. Yeah, I think there's a lot of systems coming in Shadowlands that I think could be very, very good for the game as a whole. But it, they also have to be handled well, and there's a lot of unknowns at the moment. So it, it could go either direction. I'm right. hopeful um, with things like the tower. The tower looks sick. Legendary's yeah. coming back. Looks sick. Um, you know, things that we've asked for for a while of unpruning. Great. It, it looks very good. It's just a matter of execution at this point, I think. Correct. So it's kind of waiting. Yeah, I'm with that. How about to wrap us down here, because we're almost at two hours, and that's like my cutoff point. We have definitely more, and of course, if you guys have more questions, you can drop them in the, the DK Discord, or when I do the social plugs, you can find these gentlemen elsewhere. But what is your, currently in the game right now, or maybe what, like something you're looking forward to in the future with the Corrupted Gear or the new raid, if you've done raid testing, for example? Uh, biceps, what's your, like, oh, heck yeah moment when you're playing your Unholy Death Knight? What gets you just, like, gets your juices flowing? But I'd say it's definitely playing with the plots. And, you know, when you've got a really juicy pull, you pop down IC, you get like, you know, 30 wounds up, definitely K, and that first Scorch Strike, you know, there's nothing as satisfying as that. You know, the entire pack just drops. You can feel that was your Scorch Strike, and it's just so nice. I love it. Tizo, what's yours? Uh... I'd say it's either that or um, the the overall feeling of if they were to buff Gargoyle again and, like, make that a thing, um, to, like, have power over your, like, ghouls and minions and stuff, and specifically Gargoyle, so that you could actually, like, pump a ton of damage out um, in a short amount of time and, like, have that potent cooldown uh, and like gargoyle specifically, like the playstyle, I really enjoyed it. Um, mm. But yeah, I'd have to say either of those two. But that first scorch strike in AOE is pretty nice. All right, and Sistara, yours? Yeah, I mean, kind of echoing similar sentiments. Right now is probably the Mythic Plus, um, but previously it was Arbiter. Like if I if I go back and look at like 
screenshots I've taken of, oh, I want to remember this because that was sick. You know, going through TOS and Antorus, you know, we had a week or that told us how much damage our Arbiter did, how many hits it did. Oh, I remember crits those. and non-crits. Oh, yeah, like mm. screenshotting that when you hit a 100 mil Arbiter was like, yeah. that was the sickest feeling in the game. They but then you wipe. Oh. Real upset, yeah. Oh, it's like it's like rolling a rolling Super Saiyan on Outlaw right now, and then you wipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just see you see the hundred mil like, pop up. You look at the meters. Yeah. You're double everyone yeah. else's damage, and you're just like, okay, this is sick. Yeah, oh, Antris and Holy was like the most fun. I've had yeah, it was so it was so good. Yeah. All right. Well, on the way out, then Sistara, back to you. Do you have any closing shout-outs, remarks, anything you want to soapbox, any moratoriums you want to put on something that you get asked a lot or see in the community? This is your little moment. Take, go. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, shout-out to my guild, Vodka and Zul'jin. I uh, love all those guys. Been reading with them for a couple months now. Um, and just, they're all great peeps, so shout-out to them. Um, shout-out to the DK Discord. Um, a lot of good, good people in there. A lot of Great people that you know are there to help and ask quest or answer questions. Um, I'm always in there, so I'm always available generally on Discord as well. So if you have any questions about DK or Mythic Plus or Weak Auras or whatever, just you know hit me up on Discord. I'll, I'm usually friendly. So yeah, usually friendly. Does that mean? usually usually <laughs> pretty friendly? Depends uh, if you just scuffed a 23 or something like that, you might be a little grumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. What is your? I mean, just a Mythic Plus side. What did you think of the? first 25 in the world it's pretty uh told the gore though yeah i mean and i think they were alliance i'm pretty sure so that kind of skews a little bit um i haven't played as much high mythic plus this season um mm. i generally in bfa i've only pushed like seriously about one week every season okay. um so i i kind of like don't i like legion mythic plus way more than bfa mythic plus whole another story that would take a whole another episode to get oh that's Lord of stars yep yeah, yeah. If you ever want to do a Mythic Plus episode, let me know because I got lots of opinions about that one. Oh yeah, we got. I got another one. I should probably do because I did one earlier in the expansion, sort of as like the first big one, which was very popular both on Twitch and on YouTube. So I probably should do a second one, sort of as a closing out. So in the future, we'll, we'll my people will talk yeah, to your people. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the twenty-five total the glory is definitely impressive. But yeah, I definitely sure. think that needs to be looked at for racials. So especially mm -hmm. in that dungeon in particular. So, yep. Yeah. Shadow Meld's a little stupid, but Tiza, how about you? Yeah. Soapbox it up. Uh, so, uh, you know, shout out to my guild, uh, Death Jesters on Storm Rage. Um, great, great group of people here. Uh, always fun to hang around. Um, also, like the Simulation Craft community, they're always super helpful. Like, if we ever have questions about how something's implemented, um, you know, they help us out with that. Um, also, just like being able to do sims and stuff uh, takes a lot of time that a lot of people like spend hours upon hours of doing that, you know, maybe goes unseen by a lot of people. But, uh, you know, shout out to those guys that are uh, doing doing all the sim work. Um, and yeah. Sounds good to me. Bicep, do you have anything you want to close out with? Uh Yes, since I don't really have a rating guild at my retail, I'm going to shout out to my classic guild, which is called uh, Melamjölk, which means semi-skimmed milk in Swedish. They're quite <laughs> nice people. Okay. Quite <laughs> friendly, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, shout out to the Acris Discord. I hang out there a lot. I get a lot of my influence, a lot of discussions. I learn a lot from talking to everybody. 
and the experience there. So big shout out to that. Awesome. So no moratoriums yeah. though. Nothing you need to like tell your fellow death knights to stop asking you. I want to poke teaser oh, about what. Oh okay. yes, yes. Oh. Please stop asking me about two hundred frost. It is. Oh, damn it! Damn it. Yeah, just kill it. Just dead. kill it with fire. It is. Uh, end of story. I feel like I want to say stuff that people also, don't necessarily want to ask me. This is not thing. unholy specific, but quit gemming haste on blood. That just stop. Oh. What should Blood DK's gem? Versatility or crit. Versatility or crit. Depending on if you want survivability or damage. Right. Alright. Is crit oh that boy. much is Crit's survivability, right? Point. No, no crit no. is damage. Point for point, but, crit is better than haste for damage. Okay, okay, okay. That's And, and verse. It okay. only gives you parry, and it's like absolutely worthless. Do not go right. crit if you ever want to survive anything. Right. I did it in Old Year for parse whoring, but that's a story. Well, that's that's you. Man, you brought you, you put a moratorium on the two-handed frost. That was actually one of my like segues earlier by saying it'd be really easy if you could just go back and forth between frost and unholy with the same damn weapon. Oh, I can discuss it, but I will shoot it down so fast. Well, I'll say that for also, the after. I'll do that in the after show. You know what? That's that's the after show. Let me put a note right here real quick before we close out. Uh, ask Tizo about two-handed frost for real, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What, Sistara, what? Uh, no, I was just going to mention uh, uh, Ice Cap Frost, but uh, I don't think we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's that's Say that for next year's Frost show. Ice Cap, next tip. No. <laughs> it's right, going gonna, gonna, gonna to happen, is that what you're saying? Stop, I'm, I'm hitting this damn I button. Think it is. I think He's it hitting is, it. Yeah. You got to calm down, you crazy kids. Yeah. All right, my name is Adam KK Bay. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 204. A final boss TV today for the unholy death knight. If you missed the frost show, check that one out. It's in the archive playlist. Of course, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, now Spotify, and a website for the audio only versions. But back around the horn there again. There is Sistara. He's on the Twitters at Sistorin. Did someone take your name? Or is that your original name? Did you name change? Who is this no, person? It's yeah, it's uh, I like used to like go by that and that's and Sistara was like when I made WoW, I made that, and then ah. you know, it just kind of evolved over the years. So, but I appreciate your your mythic input, sir, and in sitting on the show today, despite the fact that your your dog ate your camera, apparently. Yeah, very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. And there's Tizo as well. He's over on the Twitch at T Z O D K, just five letters. So if you have any questions for him, you can go hit him up over there. But uh, thank you for being the fresh meat today as well sir appreciate your time yeah no problem it's always good to be here uh Ooh. you know if you ever have uh dk questions feel free to come back oh we'll 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 again my people your people we have a new expansion coming up there'll be new shows there'll be beta stuff here and there i'm sure we will we'll get the information out sure. there and Join the dk discord oh. ask us questions yeah. do that or you can go bicep are you even streaming right now because you have a twitch uh, as well I did that for brief moments of time. Brief moments. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel as well with one YouTube video. I, 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 I saw that. <laughs> it's, but it's like 815 or something, well, you madman. You know, pretty much everything I say that is still relevant, actually. Mm, okay. True. You can yeah. always read the Wildfire Guide is more relevant. All right.
Also, all the weird thing, that, all the weird theocrating things, that's in the guide as well. If you go to Adon's concept, I got really weird stuff there. That doesn't really matter, but still, it's interesting. I appreciate it. Well, I, I'm getting linked a meme. I've got a Gru meme. Oh, that. That's a good, that's a good meme. Get yeah, a 77 mil Dark Arbiter on pole, wipe. Get a 68 million Dark Arbiter, next pole, wipe. Kill the boss with a 32 million Dark Arbiter. Kill the boss with a 32 million. <laughs> That's that oh, sums up the character, but God, I miss uh. it. <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. All right, next week, Balance Druid, Tettles, and someone else will be here. So, chat, you'll be on the show because I I suspect um, Maymays. So, bring those next week. It'll be a fun show. And we got Fury Warrior after that, then probably Holiday Off, and then the year end special. So, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, trust in your. I don't know. Are you still forming Benthic? Are you get your get your Paragon caches up, kids? You can get 19999 rep. You get two Paragon boxes from each single one. That's like 40% of your first level towards finishing the AP grind. To to be be proactive. I don't know. Until next week, everybody. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Biceps wave because they can't wave because they're oh. off camera scrubs. There you go. I'll take that. I'm waving. I'm waving. Bye. I'm waving. <laughs>